0: Okay, good morning. Today's daf is Daf Dalit. Um, just to get us back into the discussion. So the Mishnah, we brought a Mishnah yesterday that said, um doso. <coughs> when someone's taken a matter against benefit from his friend, he's still allowed to return his lost object. And then it says, makom However, if it's a place where the practice is to be paid for it, you have to give that money to Hegdesh to the base of so Dash Now, what gets confusing is firstly, who's getting the benefit when you return a lost object? And secondly, is that payment considered a Hano? Um, and in what scenarios would it be considered a Hano? So, just to raise some of the spores that come up in the discussion, obviously, you have to see at which stage we're using, we're applying which ones. On the one hand, so to have a lost object to return to you when you're not allowed to get benefit from the person is maybe he's helping you but on the other hand, he's just giving you back your item. So what have you really gained? That's the one way of looking at. Or or I mean, you can look at it the other way is that at the end of the day, it was lost and he's given it to you. Um, The second story that comes up is, again, receiving money to return the item, if that was the practice, you, you, I mean, on the surface you can say very clearly there is. Uh, there. Can you please? Um, very clearly there is a hanor. You're getting paid for returning the lost object. But on the other hand, it's just for the time you lost doing the mitzvah of returning the lost object. So what's the? So again, there's no real hanor. So maybe you should be allowed to receive it. Um, yeah, so those are, those are two of the points that come up. Obviously, we'll go through it and we'll uh, explore when they apply and how the different opinions. Yesterday, we mentioned the makhloikes, we mentioned, but I think let's just go from there again. It's 33b, about the eighth last line. So he says, Again, this that we said you allowed to return a lost object. Loshana, that's going on the mission. Again, when you are allowed to return a lost object. When the assets of the makhzir are forbidden to the balaveda, These are two words you're going to have to get used to for the sughia. Yeah? Machzir is the one returning the lost object and the balaveda is the, one, the owner of the lost object, the one who lost it. Now, Obviously, we're going to have to at each point discuss who is forbidden to get benefit from who. So, again, is, sorry, let me just start this line again. So, it's, where the assets of the Masir are forbidden to the Barabeda. Mahadaleh, he is allowed to return it. Because he's just return, returning the own thing. Uh, you would have thought maybe since the Balabedah is not allowed to get benefit from the Mahasir, he can't have this item returned to him. No, he's just getting his own thing. aval It says, However, that if the assets of the Balabedah are forbidden to the Mahasir, he is not allowed to return it. Why not? To Pruta Rav Yosef because he is getting the financial benefit of the Prutad Rav Yosef. Remember, yesterday we mentioned what that is. So, that is when the owner of the lost object, sorry, not the owner, the, the finder, the mazib, is looking after the lost object, he is oiseh the mitzah, so he is potu from the mitzah, so he doesn't have to give tzedakah. So, therefore, while he's busy with that lost object, he saves the money from having to give to doctor. That is considered a financial gain. Therefore, if he is not allowed to get Hanor from the Bala Beda, he would not be allowed to return it. So, what is considered a financial gain? That, that he doesn't have to pay the poor person if he comes to his gate and he's looking after the lost object. How can you um, align giving to doctor with financial gain or loss? Yeah, I was just so little. There, isn't <laughs> there like a mismatch, um, yeah, I, I, I hear the question. I was thinking about it a little bit. Should it should be viewed as, oh, look, I saved... Oh, look, that beggar skipped me, in, the, you know, walking in the traffic light. Oh, I turned green just in time. Look how much money I saved. I don't know if that's the... Um, is that uh, at the end of the day you did save another few rand, ten rand, a sandwich, whatever it is? Again, whether you should, whether that's how you should be approaching that's it is definitely uh, not ideal. You should, as Jews, you we know, yeah, not necessarily where we're at, but uh, ideal is we should be looking for the opportunity to do chesed and sedaka. The point is um, that you're, you're going to give the sadaka anyway, whether it's to that guy yeah, or the robot, so, or so. you're going to give it to the next one. So that we could debate because. <laughs> You can, this that we say you give whatever, 10, 20% of your money to Tzedakah, even if you've given that, if someone poor comes to you, you might still be obligated to give it. It's almost, there's the one obligation when a poor person asks you for money, and then there's a, a distinct obligation. Again, horrible to be using the words obligation in this context, but at, at, at the end of the day, that's the perspective we're looking from now. So, when there's one aspect. That's what an aspect of the Mitzvah of Tzedakah when someone comes and asks you, they're hungry and asks you for food. Or someone comes, or you're looking for the opportunity to give 10 to 20% of your wealth away. So maybe that, that you might still be obligated regardless of how much you've already given. Um, yeah, so, so it is a difficult one. Um, but that's... Uh, so, so, so I think that would be the aspect we're referring to, at least this independent amount that, uh, this independent charity that you have to give, regardless of how much you've already given. If it's someone asking you, someone actually poor comes and needs and necessities, and they come and ask you for it, um, so that's the one side again that there is a financial benefit to having a lost object, and therefore you are not you are not allowed to return it. If you're not allowed to get benefit from the balaveda. That's the one opinion. And the other one says no, Even where the assets of the Balaveda are forbidden to the matzir, and the matzir is not allowed to get benefit from the Balaveda, he is allowed to return. To because this Prutab of Yosef is not common. Okay, and as we mentioned yesterday. Again, okay, contra to it's very easy because they hold that. Only when you're actively involved with taking care of the Aveda are you exempt from giving to docker So, how, out of the day, how, how long are you spending looking after the actual Aveda? It's, it's uh, five minutes in the morning when you feed it, um, five minutes in the evening when you feed it. You know, how much time are you actually spending on it? And then. What's the chance of the Oni actually arriving at that point? So that's easy to understand. That's a lot of We don't really consider it a financial gain because not really gaining financially. So just keep to note of the know... Whatever it is, the lost item doesn't... Uh, if it's a uh, scroll safer, then you have to every few no. days or months, you have to uh, unroll it so that it doesn't uh, rot, whatever. But That's... Uh, um, yeah so, the, so, so just to note with where, the mahalo? the one opinion holds only in the one case do, do you have to retu- is he allowed to return an object and that is when the assets of the master are forbidden to the balaveda, then he returns the lost object if it's the other way around then, as we said, because of prut he gets benefit where he's returning the Bala-Bedas, whereas the second opinion holds in both cases, you return the lost object. Okay, now, over the next piece, there's two, the next few lines, there's two gir- girsas with different explanations. I'm going to follow our text and try to explain. See, I have to explain it according to that. So this is a challenge on, um, on the opinion that said you're not allowed to Putadaraby said makes it forbidden to get benefit. I say if you're the Masir and you're not allowed to your friend took an error or you took an air that you're not allowed to get benefit from him and you see his last object, you are not allowed to return it. Because you're getting benefit from him. So that's the opinion we're going into now. Says, the Mishnah taught that if it's a place where they receive money for returning lost objects, you have to give that money to Hegdesh. Now, which scenarios would that work in? So, ah, this makes a lot of sense. According to the opinion that... In, neither, in both cases, you are allowed to return the lost object. What I mean by both cases? Both the case of, the, the more obvious case of where the Mahzir is forbidden to get benefit, um, sorry, whether whether Bala Ved is forbidden to get benefit from the Mahzir, and what's the Swara that he's allowed to get benefit? Because he's just receiving his own atom. so he's not getting benefit. And and also where the Balabeid is not allowed to get benefit from the money. So in both those cases, it works. Why? that's why the Mishnah has to teach. If it's a place where you are allowed to get benefit, you have to give, if where you get paid, sorry, not allowed to get benefit, if it's a case where you're allowed to get paid for returning the last object, then you you have to give that money to Hegdash. Why? Because if he pays them if he pays, then the masu gets hanor for returning the lost object. Sorry, if the get, if, yeah, he gets hanor being paid for returning this lost object. And if he does not pay, well then he gets benefit because that specifically... If anyone else would have returned it, he would have to pay. And since it's this guy, he does not pay, so therefore he gets the benefit. So again, so if you learn that both scenarios are permitted to return the item, then you have a case that it works to say, but the money that you would pay, again, if it's a maqam, if it's a place where they have the practice to pay someone for returning the object, then you would not be allowed to pay that money. You would have to give it to Hekdesh, because neither can receive benefit from the other. However, according to the opinion that if the assets of the Balabeda are forbidden to the Mahzib. He is not allowed to return it. Again, why was he not allowed to return it? Because of that was the prut e yosef the Hanoi he gets. So by returning the stock object, he is getting Hanoi from his friend, who he's not allowed to get. Hanoi, so again, he's not allowed to return it. And my tip will Why le he? Uh, why should he have to give the money to hegdesh? What, what's that? Um, as he receives, um, as he said, since he receives the Prutut he, he gets benefit. So when the Mishnah says that he's allowed to return the okay, in which case must it be? Okay, we're saying this is the version that, where the assets of the Balabedah are forbidden to the Mazir, he's not allowed to return it, so when the mission is discussing it, it must be a case where the assets of the Masir are forbidden to the Balaveda. So it's where your friend is returning the item to you and you're not allowed to get benefit from him. remember we said he's allowed to return the item because it's just returning your item to you. You're not getting you're not really getting anything. However, then the Mishnah comes along and says, if it's a place where they paid for it, you have to give that money to Hagdash. Why not? Why can't he pay you? Why can't you pay him? He's not allowed to get you're not allowed to get benefit from him. But he's allowed to get benefit from you, so why can't you pay him? So, so if you learn that side of the Mahlakes, then our Mishnah proves is a question on it. Okay. If you learn the first version that now it's, a, it's either way you can return the last object then we very easily establish the case. But if you learn this version that the, you are not allowed to return the last object where the Balabedah's property is forbidden to you again because of Prutu Yosef when the Mishnah is discussing a case that you returned it and now you have to give the money to Hedges it must be the other case where you are allowed to return it where the assets of the Machzir are forbidden to the Balaveda, but then why can't the Machzir receive money for returning it? Why should you have to give that money to Haggadah? So look at more answers, no, you can explain. khadat Ktani, it is going on both of them. Um, the sorry, not both of them. Chada, it's only going on one of the parties. I, what it means, what we mean by that is where the the mazir you're right the mazir could always receive the money and if, you, if he wants the money then the Balaveda would pay him like his, like the practice of that place to pay someone for returning a lost object when he stands, only going on one of the parties is that if the mazir doesn't want to receive want to receive payment he's like no it's the mitzvah the I don't want to receive payment for it I want to do it uh, sincerely and bishmo then the Balaveda can't keep them. Theoretically, the Balaveda should be paying him. But he can't. Now, this guy said, you know, I don't want the money for doing the mitzvah. So the Baalaveda has to take that money and give it to Hegdesh so that he's not getting benefit. So that's the way of explaining this machlokis. Again, so you're right. There will never be a case, according to this opinion, where the. Mahzir is obligated to return the item and he doesn't receive and he has to give the money to Hagdash. there'll never be a case that's what it's only going on the one party there is a time where the one who is the barabeda might have to give tipul hanola hegdash give the money to hegdash um, there is a whole different version in the run but i think the sugya is tricky enough even though it's very short. Let's go through the rest and we'll see at the end, maybe we'll come back to it, but probably rather rather have a shorter shear that's slightly clearer than a longer shear with more, And uh, this is what I'm thinking, rather have a shorter shear that's clearer than a longer shear with, or than a normal length shear with all, with more tricky uh, parts to it. Well, how did one of my students raise some? There are a lot of moving parts in this, as you can already tell. So uh, we don't have to introduce more moving parts to it. Um, uh, different text in the Ran and what the differences would be, but it's it's, uh, just why I'm mentioning it is because we generally do, I generally read and explain the Gemara according to the Ran, but the Ran has a slightly different, a different text of the Gemara, which explains differently and it has subtle ramifications in how it comes out, which is, I mean, always fascinating in its own way. But let's let's go on. So that's the first version. Let's just get what principles have we focused on in this version. Firstly, there's a machlokas whether in, in this version everyone agrees. If you rec- if you're not allowed to get benefit from the balaveda, you're allowed to return the item. Sorry, no, 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 otherwise no, 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 that's the way the machlokas is. If you're not allowed to get benefit from the balaveda, there's a machlokas or you're allowed to return the item. Why? Do we consider Yosef as a hanor or not? It's so unlikely. That you actually get that benefit, that maybe it's not considered a handle. That's the Mughal case. Both opinions agree where the assets of the master are forbidden to the Bala Beda. Are you returning this lost object to someone who's not allowed to get benefit from you? You are still allowed to return it because we don't consider that a benefit because he is just receiving his own item. Okay, and then obviously then you have to calculate when would you apply to Hanola Hegdash. What scenarios would it actually be relevant for the Mishnah to teach that he would have to, instead of, well, receiving the money, or instead of giving the money, he would have to pay it to Hegdash. Yeah. You yeah, you give somebody back their wallet that they lost it for two days, you see that. You'll ask them if they're not receiving benefit from their wallet now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, interestingly, you can... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, maybe the next, ver- their next really version, next. That, that might be the next version, um, takes that into consideration. But on the one hand, he hasn't. Yeah, I was wondering, could you make a difference? There's a difference with, whatever. sometimes even if you find an and even if you know whose it is, you don't have the obligation to return it. You're only obligated to return it if, either when you picked it up or he's still expects realistically to get it back. That's what's called yayush, giving a uh, despairing. So you drop your wallet in Louis or you know in a shopping center. You're always wishing you'll get it back, but you realistically expect to get it back. That's the thing. So um, so when you know that so let's say you pick up someone's wallet and you know that they have not given up hope, they still expect to get it back. You found that in you see, you see, they walked out of Shul after Shakris, leaving their wallet in their place, you went and picked it up to return it, they haven't given up hope. To, when they realise they've lost it all, they're going to dash back to Shul and hope, it's and not even hope, expect it to still be there. So there you're obligated to return the lost item. However, let's say you find it later that evening, or you find it in a shopping centre or something like that, where he's clearly, by the fact that he doesn't have it, he's given up hope on getting it back. Again, again, hope is the wrong word because like you're saying, you lose your, your wallet for a few days, you still hope to get it back. You never expect to get it back. Yeah. Um, I suppose hope and expect just two different things. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. So, but, so that's why yayos would often use the word hope but it's not that accurate. But again, so if you find it, if you find the lost object after yayos, then you can keep it. You don't have the obligation to return it. So maybe there you could not return it. If, if he's not allowed to get benefit from you, maybe there you can't return it. According to all opinions, because then he's definitely it's something you don't have to do. It's not a mitzvah anymore, and it's not a um, it's not a mitzvah anymore. It's just a huge favor. You just it's not something that he's entitled to anymore. And therefore, when you <coughs> return it to him, you're actually giving him a benefit. It's a hundred rand that he's not entitled to anymore, that he didn't whatever was, in his wallet and effort and all that. But now he's getting it. So I was, I was wondering if that makes a distinction. But it probably does. If you think about it, it probably does. Again, if you're obligated to return it according to Torah law, that means it's still his. And that's why you still have the obligation to return it. So therefore, when you return it to him, you're not giving him any hanor. But on the other hand, if it's something that you're not obligated to return and you're going to do the chesed, you know how hard it is to get a new license and to and whatever you know he's uh, short of money and he's on an nice amount of cash in it whatever you know all those um, replacing all the bank cards you uh, you'll give it to him you you so out of chesed you're going to return it to him that to me sounds like it is a hanoi and it is a favor. So so there's so so that's an interesting discussion I don't want to go into it now but there's the concept of din and chesed. There's following the letter of the law, and then there's what's kind and nice. And obviously we emphasize both. We put a strong emphasis on the importance of din. You've got to follow the law. And we also, as we know, as the Jewish people, we put a strong emphasis on Chesed. So you know this guy, you know the aggravation or not of losing your wallet or even a watch. That means a lot to him. Or he's poorer. doesn't even have to be a poor, but and it's a nice watch and it means a lot to him. She so don't have to return it. That's the deal. Uh, but the Chesed and shalom is to return it. Um, the morale as a whole thing, why is it so important to make that distinction? I don't want to go into it now, but maybe this will be a little bit lighter piece from a very intense uh, doubt, So I'll say quickly, very, very concise. It's a whole shir. I, I would give it normally as a whole shir, a standalone shir, this idea. But he says, the Torah is coming to, to, remember the Torah is from Hashem. It's not what necessarily makes sense on the surface. It's not just to fulfill the requirement of derech eretz and etiquette and manners. It's on a much it's it's functioning on a much higher plane. What's, what he calls seichel, godly intellect. So, so what's the godly intellect? Like? He says, what's considered what makes something yours? Because you want you have to you have possession, but you have to be aware that you are not your property. You are not your money, and your money is not you. You're distinct from it. And therefore, what makes something yours is he gives two factors. He says, either that it's in your control, or that you and that you well, yeah, you know, it's it's in your control and you consider it's yours. As soon as you lose both of those factors, it's not yours anymore. And that's what the total that's what you need to know that. You need to know that your money is not intrinsically part of you, so that if you lose your watch, your wallet in a shopping center, you it's not in your control anymore, it's not in your home. And it's also, um, it's not in your home, and it's also, your mind doesn't consider it yours anymore, because you don't expect to get it back. Why, again, why is it so, you're right, it doesn't sound like the kindest of thing, you find my wallet and you know it's mine, and you, know, you have to? It says no. It's important to realize these halachas that, so that you create in your mind that awareness that you are not the same as your property, your possessions. However, then, from your side, from the one who finds it, there is a chesed, there is a kindness, there is a shalom to go and to return it. So as soon as you mix those up, if you get confused and say, well, every time you find an item and you know whose it is, you have to return it, then you start blurring the lines between a person and his property. Again, it's all very subtle, but that's a, the, we know the mitzvahs in the Torah are deep and subtle, and they touch on our nashahas, which are very refined, and our, or our godly intellect so that's uh so you're going to distort blur the lines between this concept of me and my property and that's that's dangerous in its own right people who can't distinguish between them and their property become very materialistic they come uh, you know it's uh, it's it's heading in its own way down a bad path so from his from a personal aspect you have to be aware of the din you have to know, and I think this, this stems to all areas of the Torah. You have to know, what does the Torah require of you? What's the obligation? You might not always know the reason, but there's a, there's a, whether you want to call it a lesson, a godly intellect in in that way of thinking. In when the Torah says you're obligated to do this, or you're forbidden to do this. There's a godly intellect behind why are we living our lives like that. But then there is definitely room for chesed and shalom. And uh, tzedakah and rachamim. But again, yeah, you still, even if you're going to live a life of chesed, it has to be over and above the din. It can't be as the din. It can't be in place of the din. It's a beautiful, profound idea, but very. Uh, to uh, so I would normally give it as a whole share. Let's let's go on. Yeah, I could it high listener. They're those who um, teach it, give the following discussion in the following language. Now, same opinions, different version of the Machlokas, which does, it's it's different. Pliqibor Rebiyami and Rebiyasi argue, Chad Oma the Mishnah only teaches. Again, remember the Mishnah taught that you're allowed to return a lost object. balaveda se'bana veda asurem alamaksiru. Where the assets of the Balabeda are forbidden on the Machsim, he is still allowed to return it because he's not getting any benefit. The, the mazir is not getting any benefit because the fruit Yosef is not significant. But where the assets of the returner are forbidden to the bala veda, he is not, not allowed to return it. He is giving the balaveda a benefit. So do you see, this is already changing. What we took as a given in the last version, this is very different. This is saying that when you return a lost object, you are giving him a benefit. Whereas in the previous version, we said you are not giving him a benefit. This version, we're saying you are giving him a benefit. But again, in this version, is everyone agrees that truth to Rabbi Yosef is nothing. The other opinion holds. Even if you hold... That even if it's a case where the assets of the of are put to the Bala Beda, you can return it to Chima because you're returning what is his. So again, in the previous version, the Makloy was on do we consider Prutsudraj Yosef significant? This version, everyone holds it's insignificant. The Makloy Kes here. Yeah. And in the previous version, everyone held that returning a lost item to someone you're not allowed to get, Returning a lost item to someone who's not allowed to get benefit from you is not considered a benefit because you're giving him his item. This version is thinking more along your lines, Gavin. That you are allowed to return. Yeah. Now we just have to make a distinction, because the Mishnah said you are allowed to play the loan on behalf of someone who you're not allowed to get benefit, and you are also allowed to pay the shekel on behalf of someone who's not allowed to get benefit from you. So why should returning a lost object be any different? Why should you not be allowed to return a lost object? Isn't it going on the same thing, what we refer to as Mabriyach you're just keeping away a loss. You're not giving him gain, you're just preventing him from suffering a loss, which is not a I know in regards to this Israel or from a dead, so the Ran gives two aspects to it. Actually, it's, it's subtle and it's similar to what we said yesterday, um, almost with a grammar. But he says returning a lost object is more direct because you're interacting with the person himself that he's not that's not allowed to get benefit from you. When I go and I pay the debt for you, very little of you won't. I go to the creditor, say, I know so and so owes you this money, here. Yeah. So there's that distance. Whereas when you go return the lost object, I come up to you and I say, here's the lost object. So that interaction, the Ryan learns, makes it a more real Hano, more significant Hano, less indirect. And the second aspect he says is that here, yeah, it was lost. This is, I think, where you were coming from, Gavin. The Atom was lost. So when you give it, if not for you, he would be down a, a license and a few hundred rand. So you giving it to him... Is a great benefit to him. Is a great benefit to him. Or maybe not a great a benefit, because it was his, he lost it. But you are giving... Whereas when you pereh and paying for the shekel on his behalf, that's not something that's gone from him. That's a future expense that he will have. But there's no direct contact. No, well, the one aspect is no direct contact, but there's a second aspect, the Ran wants to put to these two aspects together, is that again, there's no... Let me think how to phrase this. The... Uh, The poor you 're not saving him any loss you 're not giving him any gain now. In a few months or a few years when the loan becomes due and the guy's going to come collect him from, he's, in, only in the future is he going to lose the money that he 's going to have to pay. Now he 's not now when you 're giving him the benefit he 's not receiving any benefit because it actually besides for maybe the anxiety or the stress, there's no actual lo- money that he 's going to have to pay or that he's going to lose. So it's much less effective. Again, when you return a lost object, that's an item that he already lost. So you giving him, in a way, he is receiving more. Okay, but either way, that's to make distinctions. Now we're going to answer Kash on this way of learning. Again, based from our Mishnah. He says, The Mishnah said, In a place where they normally pay the person who returns a lost object, you have to give that money to Hegdash. So it says, This works out well according to the opinion that says, even where the assets of the zero were put into the Parabede, you have to return it. Again, this was the version that said both ways you return the lost object. But why? Because Haenu de Mokom, you now have a good answer in a place where you have to give it to Heziroth. Why? In a case where they can't get benefit from each other, he's still allowed to return it. Again, that's the scenario we're discussing. It says, Mokom, where they receive payment, the Mahziroth, is not allowed to receive the money because he's not allowed to get benefit for the mitzvah he's doing. Oh, sorry, sorry. The master, as we said, is allowed to receive payment. The master is allowed to receive payment because that's not a honor. That's just again, gain. It's, it's an exact payment for what he did. He spent time returning lost this lost object so, he gets paid, so that's not an not But there is still the scenario where if he doesn't want to accept the money, the Balaveda has to give it to Hegdesh. Why? Because he's then gaining from this guy who he's not allowed to get benefit from returning it. say so he So we have a case where you can apply the principle in the Mishnah. What's it? where someone takes payment for, we do have a case that it works. Just filling in a few words. According to the opinion that the assets of the Mahzir are forbidden on the Bala Veda, he is not allowed to return it, So, therefore, the Mishnah is allowing the returning of that. Where the Mishnah allows the returning of the Aveda, it's only where the Niksai Parabeda or Osalala Machzir. Where the Machzir is not allowed to get benefit, that's the only time you're allowed to return a lost object. Um, Is that correct? Yeah. Um, then how are you ever going to apply the case of Again, okay, we're discussing a case where the only time you're allowed to return this because this is the case again if it's a case where you're not allowed to return the last object well then there's no discussion of what do you do with the money that you're going to pay for returning it, because it's not returning it so it must be the case where you are allowed to return the last object and what's that case is where the assets of the bala veda are forbidden to the maxi Assets of the Banameh into the Yeah, why can't the master receive payment? That's the question. Um, and therefore, when is there a case of Tipul Hanola Hegdesh? And that's what the this Kasha, you're right, it's difficult. It is difficult. Again, this version's viewing, receiving payment for returning the lost object is not a hanot because it's direct. Remember, we discussed a few days ago if it's a an item that's hard to sell, who gets the benefit from the sale? The, uh, the seller. Something that's not in hard demand, something that's hard in hard demand, who gets the benefit? The buyer. What happens if it's a neutral sale? Well, then no one's really getting benefit. It just is. Whether you go to, I'm, I'm assuming this is the case, whether you go to Spa or Kosher World, sasco per bread is going to be 15 rand a loaf of bread, and everyone just buys it and know not there's not much I know to the shopkeeper who's selling it to you, and there's not much I know from buying it from him because he had just got down the road. So so that's similar here when you receive money for a returned lost object. It's not a substantial amount, it's the amount for the time you lost because you took off uh, half an hour from work to a return a lost object. What did you want to say? So then if it up, let's say you return a lost object, he's not going to get benefit from that. But if mere he wants to pay you for, for returning it, it means that he is Getting a benefit from it because if you didn't pay, if he would say to you, "Right, so I'm not paying, you keep the object." So the fact that he wants it back and he's prepared to pay for it means that he's getting benefit from you. Well, firstly, the it's the practice so of the place to, to pay a little bit. So, so how would you answer it? That I think, firstly, the payment is the payment. Is the a payment benefit. is not a benefit. The payments and it's not a significant amount. It's a you know instead even of even if it's a little Whatever. Um, Secondly, so so again, but it's a case where he's allowed to get benefit from you. So there's nothing wrong with paying him. Now, with you returning the object, granted he's not allowed to get benefit from you, as we've said, returning the the object, we said he's not considered a hano. Then why would he pay you? He's not benefiting. No, he, because he's getting his item back and you took off time to get it back to him. But you're not increasing anything he didn't have. It was his and it is his. I think that's how they look at it. Um it's probably decreasing because <laughs> Okay, not going to go, here, he passes back. So, at oh the top of the new page, New Subya, Omar oh Robber, Hosalafon of Kikashel If there was a ownerless loaf in front of him, for Kikazu Hagdash, and he says, This loaf is Hagdash, not Lala Achla, Ma'al. If he takes it to eat, he transgresses Ilah. Um, remember, Ilah is misappropriating temple property. There's two ways to do it, either to get benefit from it or to take it out of the temple's Roshus. So here he's taken it out of temples into his riches. So he transgresses me'ilah lefi for its entire value. He says, look, If he just takes it to bequeath to his sons. So he says, look, Oh, look at this item I found. Beautiful watch. I don't need a watch, but you know what? I'm going to take it and I'll add it to the rishu for my children. He says, What does he then? He transgresses me'ilah according to the gain that he has. Not the value of what he's Taken because he's not, getting, he's not taking it for its full value. At the moment, all it's worth is that his children love him because they know he's putting in effort to make sure that they have a nice inheritance. So that's all. How much would he have to pay for that? Uh, I know that appreciation is how much he has. Just a few important points that have to be discussed. on Firstly, the round point, why do we discuss taking it from Hegdish? Why not just say he has bread on the table and he says that bread is hegdish. So the are is because in that case, if you, would, you declare that bread Hegdash, you're now looking after it for the, for the base amidash. So if you pick it up to eat, it hasn't left from your table to your hand. It hasn't changed reshus. So you wouldn't transgress Meila. So it has to be a case of where the item is Hefker. Now when it's lying on the, the, I don't want to say on the floor, it's in a packet on the floor, and you say, oh, that loaf of bread is, is Hegdash. It's now hegdash as it is when you pick it up take it into your control to eat you've taken out of rosh's hegdash into your hegdash to eat your tronchres that's the first point. Second point is he proves that this works generally say if something's within your dalit Amos, you require it for yourself saying however here he brings proofs you just uh, i just don't want to go into those proofs now um, however here since you say i wanted to go to hegdash you're show, showing that you never had intention to Acquire it for yourself, but to acquire it for Hegdesh and that's the that's the mechanisms there. Again, just remember the punishment for meila is you pay the the amount plus a fifth, and there's also a korban or osham meilos. So here again, how much would he have to pay if he took it to eat? That he's taking this loaf of bread out of Hegdesh he's basically stealing from the base of me'ila. He has to pay back the full value of the bread plus a fifth. If he's taking it for yerusha, again, it's a token amount or closer to a token amount, the benefit he gets from his children knowing that he tried to get something for the Urusha. Now another question. What happens if I say, my loaf of bread is forbidden to you, I like a korban on you, and then I give it to him as a gift? Or you're allowed to get benefit from that loaf of bread. Why is that a good question? Because I said my loaf of bread. My loaf of bread. Which means as long as it's mine, you're not allowed to get benefit from it. Which means what happens if I give it to you as a gift? It's no longer mine, it's now yours. But on the other hand, I said, this loaf of bread is forbidden to you. So this, just because I give it to you as a gift, that's not good enough to say that it's now escaped the netter. So which word are we focusing? Are we focusing on that it's my bread? Therefore, if I give it... Again, okay, I'm talking to you, and say saying, this loaf of bread is forbidden to you. So if I... So, Sorry, my loaf of bread is forbidden to you. If I say this loaf of bread, that's very clear. If I say this loaf of bread is forbidden to you, then it remains also whatever I do with it. Maybe if I sell it to someone else, it might not be, but we're not going to go into that. But this loaf of bread would remain also to you. If I say my loaf of bread is forbidden to you, and then I give you the loaf of bread. It's no longer my bread. But on my hand, I said, forbidden to you. So maybe it should still be forbidden. So, and that's what the circle so is. Do we say, it's my loaf, I only want it in my shoes. Is it forbidden to you? Or maybe I said so It's to you Even if it's coming from me as a gift So No, obviously even if you give that as a gift It's forbidden Because what else I'm going to read it like the Ran, Which is almost rhetorical Not uh, literal it says, Because what else would I be saying If not to exclude it, to say it's awesome to you when I give it to you as a gift? I'll explain what you might call it. Would I be coming to exclude if you stole it? Um, So again, the, the, the explanation for this is that when I say my loaf is forbidden to you, I can't be saying this is almost... A presumption. I can't be saying when I invite you for lunch. Because, obviously, that's when you can't get benefit. So what am I emphasizing, my loaf is forbidden to you? Okay, it also can't be... Um, yeah, Sorry, if it's my loaf, you obviously can't get benefit from it. Why are you not allowed to take mine? That would be stealing. So it can't be that case. What am I saying when I'm, it's mine to you? Well, it can't be saying if you stole it, because when I take an error, I'm not going to be thinking about if you stole it. Like if you steal my loaf, then you're it. So mostly I'm saying, even if I give it to you as a gift, you're still not allowed to get benefit from it. That's what he learned. Um, that's, the, that's what that last one is saying. So, a now, 4KD, a No, it's coming to exclude if he invites him. Right, what happens if I invite you for Shabbos lunch and I cut you a slice of bread? Then is it mine or yours? And that's a, that's a big discussion you have to think about again. When I put food in front of you at my house, whose food is that? Is it still mine? Is it only when you've taken a bath? What rights do you have with that food? Can you say, oh, thank you so much for lunch. Can I have seconds and take those seconds and put them in a bag and take it home? Well, I mean, I, I said, yo, you can have seconds with pleasure. Or even first helping. I put a slice of bread and some food and it. You can put it in a bag and take it home. So whose is it? That's a broad discussion. We're not going to go into it now. But that's what he's saying. He says, he says No, maybe when I take the letter that this loaf is forbidden to you, my loaf is forbidden to you, I'm saying, if I have you, when you come for lunch, you're not allowed to have this bread. But if I gave it to you as a gift, well, it's not my loaf anymore, so maybe you would be allowed to get benefit. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.